Hi, hi, hi. Hi, hi, hi. Welcome back to the program. I am Lisa Page. This is the Lisa Page Made Me Do It podcast. This is episode two of 2023. How the hell are you? It's taking me forever to get situated today, to get into my room and record this podcast, ADHD in full effect right now. (laughs) Even though I took my medicine this morning, I'm kind of all over the place today. I can't even relax. It's dreary, it's wet, it's rainy, it's cold, 43 degrees, and you know, it's just one of those days where I don't want to do anything, and I had planned on doing nothing today, yesterday, because I knew the weather was going to be so bad. So when I was watching the forecast several times yesterday, I was like, perfect day to do the podcast. Well, it is now, what time is it? It's like one o'clock, and I'm just getting in here, and I got to get my kids at 3.15, so anyway, enough ranting. I hope you're doing good. I hope that your new year is off to a great start. I'm drinking my coffee. Mm. Nothing like some coffee before lunch. I want to go over some of my goals for this year. I know I'm very late. Everybody's done this type of episode and they did it last month. Here I am almost at the end of January and I'm like, my goals for 2023 are, I don't really, they're not so much goals, but I would say improving some of my habits, trying to get better at staying on task, trying to be on time for events, trying to schedule out my days so I am not procrastinating like I usually do. And then I'm rushing to get to the next place. That's probably why I keep getting speeding tickets. I don't know if I told you, I got another one last month. So that was great. He pulled me over and while he was writing me the ticket, I was emailing our traffic lawyer. I'm like, hey, Karen, it's Lisa. I got another one for you. Can you just get it deferred? Like I'm on a first name basis with these traffic lawyers. And side note, next time you get a speeding ticket and you get some type of traffic lawyer solicitation in the mail because they always find their way to you letters from different lawyers in your town that are willing to represent you 100% take it. They're the best for a small fee, 1000% worth it. Do you know how many annoying court visits my girl Karen has saved me from going to? No. Praise be for traffic lawyers. And while we're on the subject of cars and driving, I am still in a loner. I've been in this loner for almost a month now, my car, which is an Infiniti QX80, was acting a little weird right around Christmas. Stu and I both drove it, and at random times, it felt like the transmission was slipping a little. You know, I would come to a stop, and then I would hit the gas to go, and it was not so much stalling out, but it felt like it was not shifting into gear. But it wasn't happening all the time. It was like every other day, maybe one time during that day. So I made an appointment with the dealership, making sure that I had a loaner and they got me right in on January 6th. And here we are weeks and weeks later, and I still don't even know what's going on. The last update I got was probably mm, early last week. My service guy, Jake, was like, hey, Lisa, I texted me. Hey, so yeah, we finally figured out what's going on. Looks like there's a transmission leak or something. Maybe he said there was a leak in the transmission. I have no idea, but I have not gotten an update since. Should I be concerned? See, here's now my theory. 
I realized that when you are dealing with a car dealership and they give you a loaner, that is basically their free pass to take however long they want to work on your car. And don't get me wrong, I am very thankful that my dealership gave me a car because as you know, there are still shortages all over the place, including car dealerships. So yes, we are fortunate that they gave us a loaner and I'm not trying to sound ungrateful. I just think it's funny that my car has been MIA for the last three and a half weeks. I, I'm going to get her back eventually. I, hey, I'm putting all the extra miles that I would have been putting on my car on this loaner. So I don't really care. My only complaint is that it's so slow. It has no pickup. And it's one of those dumb, you know, energy efficient or energy saving cars where the whole stupid thing powers down. It literally turns off when you come to a stop. That trips me out every time. Luckily, my Instagram peeps all came to my rescue a few weeks ago and said, hey, there's some button or there should be some button somewhere in the car where you can turn that off. And I'm sure on some page in the manual, there is a whole tutorial on how to turn it off for good. But I don't have the time. I don't care that much. It's just a matter of me remembering to turn that feature off. All right, so let's get into the real reason why I wanted to record this podcast. I don't want to set myself up for failure, meaning like I'm not trying to set the bar so high that the expectations I have of myself are unattainable, if that makes any sense. I want to be better. I want to get better at staying on task. I want to get better with my time management. Yeah. People with ADHD, like we're not so great in that department. I wish I could be, but that's what I'm working towards. I'm trying to be more conscious of my time in places that I need to be or places that my kids have to be, all of that. And when I work out early in the morning, if I do like a 6.15 class, I get home at seven and Stu has already got the kids downstairs. They're eating breakfast. We roll out around 7.30, 7.35, the latest, because I like them at school a solid five minutes early. I want them to get to their classroom. I don't want them to be rushing because I don't want my kids to feel the way I feel half the time. Anxious, stressed, you know, up against the clock. Just so bad with time management. My first priority, and I have nailed this one, is getting the kids to school on time where they have a little bit of wiggle room. They don't have to mock 20 down the hall to get into class and be all out of breath. Like I love that they have the time to get into their homerooms, get set up, and start the day not feeling rushed. It's truly the worst feeling. And there's nothing that sucks more when you have a rushed morning because that will so set the tone for your day and it'll just be miserable. I remember when Stu and I were both commuting into New York City. So remember, we're living in Yardley, Pennsylvania. We are approximately two miles from the New Jersey transit train station. We lived technically, I think it was Morrisville, Pennsylvania, but this house was approximately two miles door to door. Stu found it. I don't even remember how he came across this house, but when he told me about it and then showed me the listing, we immediately that day drove by and looked at it and called our real estate agent and you know, long story short, ended up buying the house. It was the perfect house because it was two miles from the train station. So it made everybody's life easy. Stu was able to take the train in. I was still able to like take Roosevelt Boulevard straight down to 
Bella Kinwood, work at Cumina 2. Very long story short, fast forwarding, I ended up getting a job in New York. We flipped K-Rock and I moved from Cumina 2 to 92.3 now. That obviously meant now I was going to be community in. And looking back, I can't believe that I cut it so close. I was on the air at 10 o'clock. I think I was taking originally the 820 train in. And if there were no delays, I would get to the radio station and like be in the studio by 10 of 10. What the hell was I thinking? I cannot believe I was leaving so late. Well, I definitely learned my lesson because after the second time of me missing two of my opening breaks in the 10 o'clock hour. You know, I'm supposed to be like actually on the air at 10 o'clock and I had missed on two separate occasions those breaks. And that is not good. That is very unprofessional. No bueno. And I am in market one and I'm showing up at 20 after 10 for an air shift. Who the hell do I think I am? I also came on right after Nick Cannon. Remember Nick Cannon? I think he's due with his 12th baby. This is before he had 10 other children. This was when he was married to Mariah Carey. But I like had Nick Cannon waiting, his like security holding down the studio until I got there. Oh my, I can't. It's like cringe when I think about it. To make a long story short, I ended up taking the earlier train in from that point forward and that alleviated all of the stress. It took away (laughs) all of my anxiety because I was able to get to Penn Station And not have to rush or panic that I wasn't going to make my air shift. Fast forward to today. And while I don't have a regular nine to five, I do have two humans who rely on me to get them to where they've got to go. Between school and after school activities, Ainsley now has these competitions on the weekends. Zach's baseball season has already started. Kill me. Like there's just a lot. You know what I'm talking about, especially if you're a mom. I joke about it all the time, but we are legit Uber drivers. After 3 p.m., we're going here, there, and everywhere. I have, I think, 26,000 miles on my car and I haven't even had it for two years. I don't take road trips in my car when I drove it a month ago. We don't take road trips in my car. I have not ever driven my car more than what, 50 miles out of the Dallas-Fort Worth Metroplex? That gives you an idea of how much running around I'm doing. And this is only between two or three towns, maybe a five mile radius, if that, just to give you a little perspective. But again, if you're a mom, you know what I'm talking about. Isn't it great that gas prices are going up again? It's wonderful, right? All this driving we're doing. But really, it's so true what they say. I remember when my kids were little, everybody told me that as they got older, their activities would run later. And damn, that is so true. And just trying to like manage it all, you know? You have to obviously give your kids some downtime. I mean, the last thing I want are both of my kids feeling so overwhelmed that now they're like not completing their schoolwork or they're too tired or they can't get up in the morning because they had whatever the night before. And then by the time we got home and they took a shower and they ate dinner, they did homework. Like I don't want them to feel that exhaustion and um, stress that I used to feel, but I know this is real life and that is going to happen. There are going to be times where we're all feeling like we're spread thin and we're moody and annoyed and want to quit. And I, you know, I guess at that point you just got to give everybody grace. You got to give yourself grace. My kids are not allowed to do more than one activity per season. I'm not going to do that to myself. 
I mean, I'm one person and half the time I'm the one driving them everywhere. You know, like we don't do carpools. My kids are in activities where like they're not with the same friends. So we're not carpooling. Wish we could. Again, this is my outlook for 2023. These are my plans. I'm going to or I want to at least attempt to minimize those feelings and, you know, just getting put in those situations to begin with. And that, again, comes down to managing. See, managing is very good for me because I'm a control freak. I like to be able to navigate these situations and make the calls. Not every time does it work out in my favor, but I'm pretty good at it. In a nutshell, I am trying to eliminate and avoid any added stress. I realize that not every situation is going to be the same and there are going to be times where I'm feeling, ah, just wanting to scream, but I want to get a handle, a better handle on not acting out of emotion because we are women and we are emotional. So that's the big one for me this year, just trying to focus on that. I bought a planner like everybody else and I'm trying to use it as much as I can. I love the idea of getting planners. I see so many of them. I've had to actually hide a ton of ads on Instagram because once you click on one ad, one specific ad for whatever, that product from different companies pop up. And I just, I hate Instagram right now. I've never loved Instagram as you might know, but they do need to offer some type of premium ad-free service like YouTube. Surely somebody is going to launch this new feature, right? I think it's brilliant. How much? 10 bucks? 15 bucks? I'll pay it. I will pay it because it's a total game changer over on YouTube where now I can watch all of my favorite people, all of my videos, and not have to worry about obnoxious ads popping up in the middle of a conversation, mid-sentence of whoever I'm watching. There are no ads and it's 1 trillion percent worth the Eleven ninety nine a month. I would pay that to Instagram. It's so many ads all day. Three years ago, I felt like I could get through a solid six or seven accounts, stories, you know, swiping through without coming across an ad. And now I swear to God, it's every other. It's like every two accounts, another ad. And what's even worse, forget about it. It's not even just companies and corporations pushing their product on us. But now it's all these freaking influencers. Is influencers promoting their own accounts, their own profiles. And then you, you swipe up, visit the profile. I don't want to visit your profile. If I'm not following you, there's a reason. Make it stop. Instagram, take my money. Take my money and take the ads away. Instagram, do you understand how much better and more enjoyable the experience would be if we didn't have to constantly sit here and hide ads, report ads. I'm over it. I'm over it. It makes me not even want to be on Instagram because it's too much. It's become a full-time job constantly hiding these ads. One of my friends straight up told me she does not even click like irrelevant. I see it too often. It's inappropriate. She reports them. She reports the ads. I think that's so funny. There's got to be a social media awakening. And I'm not talking about the censorship that we've all experienced, we've all witnessed over the last two, three years. I'm, I'm talking about like a good awakening, not this. Oh, she's a conservative, so hide her stuff. Oh, she's a Trump supporter. Mute her. I'm not talking about that type of censorship. I don't want the government involved. I just feel like 
all of these social media platforms should offer us an option so we can pay to see no ads I don't want to see. I don't care about your influencer friend next door that does like a Friday favorites. I don't want to know. I don't care. I, you know, the last thing I need to be doing is buying another random zip up sweater from Amazon. I don't need it. I don't want it. So much can be done. Why is no one doing it? Maybe I should do it. Yeah. And also save yourself the message. You don't need to reach out and tell me, get on Gitter. Why don't you jump on Truth Social? How about Gab? No. Because let's face it, those platforms, I know, uh, what's his face? Um, uh, the, um, no, 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 no. It's um, the Rubin Report. Rubin, Dave Rubin has, has a whole social media that will not cancel you. It's a whole platform, but you have to pay, which is fine. And actually, last year, I was willing to pay the fee, and I did, and I became a member. But I am not on that I, I jumped on, logged on twice last year. The bottom line is there is no competition. You know, you cannot compete with, for me, Instagram. I'm barely on Facebook. I pop on to sell things in Facebook Marketplace. That's where I've been successful. And, you know, to scroll through and see what family and friends are doing. But that is not where I am. That's not where I live. I'm hanging out in Instagram world. That's just me. I've watched some of these girls that I've been following for 10, 15 years just flourish and grow their brand. And I'm so happy for them. Like Michelle Bell, she's my girl. We met through social media. I believe she was listening to me back in the day. Oh my gosh. Years and years ago on Q102. She went to Temple. And if I'm not mistaken, it was when I had my Pampered with Paint blog up. I would, by the way, openly promote it on the radio. No one said anything. So I just kept talking about it. But I think that's how Michelle found me. I'm not sure. This was way before Facebook was a thing. Oh my gosh, Instagram wasn't even a thought. And I was using my little flip camera and going to events with the station and filming. And that was when social media was manageable. It wasn't a life suck. You didn't start watching one video and six hours later, you're still on your couch watching videos, TikToks, whatever. Like, no, it was definitely not as time consuming. And if I'm being honest, the last thing I want to do is sit here and create content. I'm not that person. I'm for sure more of a consumer when it comes to social media. I post, but I suck at effects and splicing and dicing these videos together. And I don't think that you come to me on Instagram for that type of stuff. Sure, if there's a product, if there's a snack, if there's a restaurant, if there's a store, if there's a home decor piece that I'm obsessed with, I will totally tell you. And not to pat myself on the back, but I probably was one of the first to start all this shit before everybody was getting paid for it. I was the one using my network, uh, AKA the radio airways, to tell you about the great L'Oreal mascara that's on sale at Walgreens and it's amazing. It's going to lengthen your lashes and you're going to spend less than $7. Basically, I pioneered this entire movement. I started it. I started it 20 years ago. Uh, Kidding, kind of. But, you know, it is fascinating to sit back and watch so many women kill it. I'm happy for them. You know, Michelle Bell, for example, she is financially benefiting for her love and passion of jewelry. And she should. She invested years and years and years. She was like a top seller for Stella and Dot forever. 
And recently she has switched to another jewelry brand. But I love that Michelle's still talking about Stella and Dot. I love that two weeks ago she was uh, showing us on Instagram this cute little black purse that she bought. And now, of course, ironically, it's on sale. But it's from Stella and Dot. I like it. She's true to her brand, as they say. But it should be like that for everybody. There have been times I've questioned, should I be doing a giveaway Should I be reaching out to these companies for promo codes? But that's not my thing. I have an agent for that. You know, I save the sponsorships and stuff for this podcast. But again, when I'm talking to you about a specific product or something, it's because I truly love it. And if it is followed by a promo code tease, which is like that a lot of the time with Built Bar. It's because the company sought me out. They found me. Somebody let them know that there's a girl in Dallas who loves to talk about all the things that she finds and likes. So that's where Built Bar came in three or four years ago. And it's because of you. It's because of you guys who have been following me forever. It was, I remember being at the Fort Worth Zoo with Zach's class. I was a chaperone on this field trip. And I remember a bunch of you messaging me about Bilt Bar because I was complaining that I could not find a good protein bar. They all taste crappy. They taste like cardboard. I can't find something that's not 380 calories, uh, that has more than 10 grams of protein. What do I do? And a bunch of you were like, Bilt Bar, Bilt Bar, Bilt Bar. And so later that day, I found the boxes. I ordered a couple, loved them, got on Instagram, talked about them. And here we are three or four years later, they got my picture I'm not even kidding you. My, my face is on one of their walls out in Salt Lake City as one of their like top ambassadors. And it's because I truly love whatever it is. And I have a tendency to buy it in bulk a lot of the time. That's exactly what happened with Orleans Candles last year. Still love them. I'm so happy that uh, we have connected. Somebody at that company noticed Lisa Page out of Dallas. This is her third order this month. That girl sure loves oils. Maybe we should reach out. And they check me on Instagram. They see that I have a decent little following. Nothing overwhelming, but let's give her a shot. Let's see. And that's how I got connected with Orleans Candles. I'm also the type that can't lie for anything. So if you're a brand and you want to send me something free in exchange for a mention, probably not going to happen. It's almost like I have to find you. The worst is when I get the emails and I get a lot of them from brands that are like, hey, notice your podcast. Wanted to pitch you this idea or this product. And I think it'd be really great for your demo and your audience. And can we send you some free product? And can you review it? It's like, well, you can send it to me, but I can't promise you that I'm going to love it. And I'm definitely not going to get on my platform, social media, and on the podcast and talk about something that I don't even like. Like I can't do it. I won't do it. I've always been this way. Always. Even when I was doing live radio, I would not accept endorsements if it wasn't a product that I loved. Loved. True story. Years ago, when I was doing mornings on Q102, a sales associate that worked at the station tried to get me to endorse tampons. TMI. Yeah, I use tampons. I'm absolutely not getting on the radio and talking about how comfortable said brand of tampons are. Are you kidding me? I wasn't that hard up on the cash. 
All of this to say, I'm very particular with what I talk about. And 99% of the time, it's just stuff I find on my own. I did one giveaway three years ago. And that's because, again, the brand True Fruit, which has exploded, and I'm so happy for them. It's the chocolate-covered fruit, the white chocolate-covered pineapple is my favorite. You can get it at Target. But, like, they found me. They found me somewhere on Instagram and I was raving about how amazing their chocolate covered blueberries were and they sent me a bunch of coupons and we did give that was the first and only giveaway that I've ever done. I'm not going to make you like my post, share it and then tag 10 of your friends so you can get a $15 gift card to Starbucks. Sorry babes, I'm not your girl for the giveaways. Nope, file that under too much work. <laughs> That's the most annoying thing. I I love the girls that I follow. I really do. But I can't stand when they do these giveaways. Because how do we really know they're giving away things? I mean, maybe if they tag the person, but even that is questionable. Mm. For the record, this candy cane I'm eating is not stale. Mm. Ainsley hates anything peppermint. How is she my kid? It's baffling. Who doesn't like peppermint? Probably a lot of you don't like peppermint. <laughs> but it is funny to see her go through the Christmas season year after year and not be tempted at all. She will not even look at a candy cane. Peppermint patties. Nope. Won't do junior mints. Even peppermint ice cream. Although I was very disappointed this year and last year, by the way, with Bluebell. Not to derail, but this needs to be brought up. And since I am talking about peppermint, Bluebell disappointed me this year, and I believe it was last year too. They switched their peppermint ice cream up and did not put nearly enough peppermint pieces in it. A few years ago, they had peppermint ice cream with chocolate chips in peppermint pieces. Yes, please. I don't know who decided to pull the chocolate chips out, but that was a horrendous move, and I don't understand. So you cannot tell me that your ice cream is peppermint. Yeah, the ice cream itself is peppermint, but I come for the pieces. And Bluebell, I think overall is known for their generous amounts of toppings within the ice cream. This is a no-brainer, Bluebell. It's very easy. It's simple. You just have to quadruple the amount of peppermint pieces you put in your ice cream for next year. That's it. Throw in some chocolate chips, you know, add the peppermint, and more Gucci. I don't even care if the ratios are off, but both candies need to be in your ice cream. Then I'm back in. You got me. I will buy in bulk your peppermint ice cream. As long as you follow my guidelines. And I pretty much just sealed the deal with them never wanting to do anything with me. No giveaways. No, no, no Bluebell giveaways happening over here. <laughs> All right, I'm going to wrap up this podcast. Thank you so much for listening. You can always catch me on the gram. Lisa Page made me do it. And have you noticed? I've been stepping up my like to know it posts. I'm trying, but it is just so hard. It's, it's weird for me to do. That is not my world. I really am not used to getting a small commission for the random things I find. It's a brilliant idea. Don't get me wrong. And it took me three times to get accepted into the program. Just so you know, it took me a long time for them to realize, hey, this girl actually does have a little street cred. So like to know it, Lisa Page. And if you are a subscriber, thank you. A nice little review would be very helpful. It doesn't have to be honestly more than a sentence. If you're not a subscriber, what are you waiting for? Didn't you just love this mashup of random things <laughs> packed into a 25 minute episode? Lisa Page made me do it. Lisa Page is my promo code for 15% off for the rest of the month on BuiltBar.com. They have just dropped the limited release of their banana cream pie puffs. They're so good. If you like chocolate and marshmallow, because if you don't like those two things, these aren't going to be your jam. But the puff bars 
are delicious if you are a fan of marshmallow especially. So go to BillBar.com. Lisa Page is your code. You will save 15% off, yes, of all the boxes you buy for the rest of the month. So take advantage. Okay, I'll talk to you next time. Thank you so much for listening and hanging with me on this episode of the Lisa Page Made Me Do It podcast.